Greetings, nerds. This is Stand and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? I'm doing fine. This I, April's halfway over. I know. I know. I was just. I got the. I got a long weekend coming up. I got Good Friday off tomorrow. So, yeah, and I've been. You know, right before we hit record, I was just telling you how I've been like traveling the last two weeks. So. I'm just looking forward to just actually just being home and just 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 sitting. <laughs> after, <laughs> well, it's been right. great. To, it's been great being being able to travel again and do and, and do things after you know after being holed up for the last like what two and a half three years. But yeah, right. but still still it's it's good to be home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but good luck just staying while you're home because yeah. we know that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. We have a little bit of news before we talk some Picard and Moon Knight. Um, first off, the Batman has, will come to HBO Max on April 18th. Yeah. I feel like everything is happening April 18th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's the Batman tax day. I was hoping to go see it again in the theater, but never ne- never was able to like carve out three hours to like do that again. So I, I definitely will be watching it again uh, next week. You know, I am tempted. I'm very curious, especially um, in hindsight of one of the shows we'll get to later tonight. I said that the only reason why I liked watching that on the big screen is because of how dark the movie is visually. Mm -hmm. And um, I was watching Moon Knight this past week. I was watching some of those scenes. I'm like, I can barely tell (laughs) (laughs) where my screen is and the window and it's getting lighter out i guess there's this weird glare so yeah yeah, i don't i don't know if um i'll probably check it out but i i'm curious of how i'll be like yeah i can't watch i can't really see 50 (laughs) percent of this film (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh yeah but uh, you know a lot of a lot of folks we're still, you know, holding off on going to the theater and stuff. And, you know, obviously they've all been spoiled at this point, unless, unless they have just been like, you know, super uh, like shutting off everything for the last like, you know, month or so. But, but uh, hopefully they'll be able to in, enjoy the experience. But I will say, like, watching things on the big screen and stuff, I, you know, one of the things I wish I had done now and how, looking back at it is, gone to see dune on the big screen mm-hmm. because i did watch it on hbo max and 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 i feel like i did miss some of the scale and scope uh, of of that film and i feel like the same with the batman i think to, to really fully appreciate this film um you almost do need to watch it on the big screen i may feel you know i'll watch it after watching it next week i may come back and be like well you know what i said last thursday scratch that but but i feel like th- there's a lot of things in that film. And like you said, the, the tone and color and everything, the cinematography that, you know, it, it did need to be appreciated on the big screen. Yeah, definitely. Um, hmm, what did it, uh, um, new owners of Warner brothers are exploring overhaul of DC entertainment. Yeah. So uh, this is news that dropped today. I guess the uh, new, um, so Warner Brothers uh, was acquired by Discovery Networks, and uh, that merger finally was approved by federal regulators. I want to say 
think last week or, or, or thereabouts. And so the 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 new ownership group uh, at Discovery Plus had a a, a town hall today. Uh, I think I think Oprah may have actually hosted it, cool. but <laughs> but uh, one of the things that uh, David uh, Zaslav, the the new um, head of the combined Warner Brothers Discovery, talked about was how they that DC entertainment as a whole has all this IP, you know, in the comic book side, the film side, the TV side and stuff, and really looking to create some synergies between all of those pieces of IP because, you know, he made the point that, for example, Superman, he feels like has this been kind of a character that on the, at least on the big screen has been languishing a bit. And I think it's fair to say with the DCEU and, all the things that happened with it, um, you know, and whether or not Henry was coming back or not. I mean, you know, Superman's been kind of just hanging out there, but other properties have done pretty well on the big screen. And of course, you know, obviously Peacemaker and things have done gangbusters on like HBO Max. And so he was basically saying, you know, he's, he's trying to look for a, a Kevin Feige type uh, to, to blend both the creative and strategic. Because uh, that's the thing that I think is really amazing about Feige is not only does he he nail it on the creative side, but he he's definitely got that strategic business savvy as well when you think about the MCU. Um, and I think, he, you know, and so the new team at, at Warner Discovery are, are looking for for that type of person moving forward to help them reshape DC Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I've heard this song before, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, but but th- this actually, but this time, I mean, they cleaned house as far as Warner. I mean, all the people that were there before, except for like I think Walter Hamada, who I think is I was reading a Variety article. I think he's the only person that's still left, and you know, and obviously he's overseen some of the things that we really have enjoyed lately, like Doom mm-hmm. Patrol and and Peacemaker and some of the other stuff, but. Okay. All the rest of those folks that that were that were there at Warner Brothers who like you know have you know, did not do such a great job of of, of things uh, they're they're out the door so uh, you know so I think given this this merge this merger of the two companies uh, you know fresh eyes may, you know we we probably will have some some over, real chance of some overhaul here yeah. Maybe. Um, speaking about DC, yeah. we have some news that I feel like is four years old <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like we've had this headline in the past before, um, but it's official. Jesse L. Martin is leaving The Flash as a series regular in season nine for a new show on NBC. He's expected to appear in up to five episodes of the season, though, because him and Ta- Tom Cavanaugh can never truly leave this series, can they? Um, yeah. <laughs> You can check out check out anytime you like, but you never you can never leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that, that yeah, I mean, it does feel like we've had this before, but I guess part of the reason is I know Jesse had back back trouble. Um, I guess maybe it was a season or two ago, so that was why he was not around. So it was really health related more so than anything mm-hmm. else. But 
but yeah, he is. He uh, got cast in a new show that's going to be on NBC as a lead, and um, it is actually filmed. Interestingly enough, it's, it, it is also filming in Vancouver. So I guess it would, you know, scheduling wise, if everything lines up, he could do some guest shots like uh, Tom has done, um, and maybe Carlos in the future uh on, on the flash as well but um yeah i mean I, I think the bigger thing here is it just more more it seems more and more likely that next season is probably going to be the last because i know um in several of the news articles about this i know the hollywood reporter was noted that uh some of the folks at warner and cw were already starting to talk talk about well maybe doing like what we saw with the last season of Arrow, which is just an abbreviated final final season. So, you know, and I think Candace and Danielle are in the, still in the process of negotiating their season nine contracts if they will come around. So, uh, it it would not surprise me at the upfront to May that they announce we're only going to do ten episodes to give to, to to tie up everything, and hopefully they don't try to do a backdoor pilot like they tried with Green Arrow and the Canaries. Uh, hopefully they'll just like let the story finish it out. Don't try to, you know, I think they did the shoehorn backdoor pilot thing with with uh, Impulse and, and Excess this season, so they don't need to do it in the last final season, you know? So we'll see. Yeah, I feel like we already got that backdoor pilot, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I mean, Robbie Amell, um, even with Jesse leaving, we have Robbie continues to come back every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys. Um, as he appeared on this week's episode of The Flash, and he was recently cast in season three of The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, will be, um, yeah, he'll be cast in the third season he's playing a character called Gallatin and I don't play the Witcher so I don't I, you know I just saw this and obviously given that as you know that Robbie's all been, been a part of the Flash and also I know we just talked about Upload a couple of weeks ago uh, that just uh, had his second season drop on Amazon Prime so um, yeah you know I think it's uh, part of the reason why I included that uh He'll be in the third season of The Witcher. That'll be uh, coming to Netflix soon. Yeah. We never talked season two of The Witcher. I, okay. I, you know, I, I still, I'm still, I still got to watch it. <laughs> I haven't. I, For some reason, I had it in my mind that you had watched. I, I started it. I haven't finished it. I, I still got to get through it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah I, the, the, uh, the magic of the first season is not fully there if mm. i re remember correctly but you eventually get there i feel as though if i remember correctly it leaves you in a place where you're like okay so this was just kind of uh let's get to season three <laughs> <laughs> let's let's make sure these players are exactly where we want them to be yeah. um but yeah he Robbie Amell is very interesting. I can never figure out what he's gonna do next. Um, he just he just always finds home on these random shows, and yeah, we'll see if he um, lasts on this one. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, cause I, you know, you know, he's clearly having success with with upload because it looks like they'll, if I recall, I think they they are going to have a, a third season. Yeah. Um, and you know, he had that. Sh- I remember seeing like on the CW seed some time ago. He was like, what was it Tomorrow Guy or something like that? I mean, it was some tomorrow other show. That he- tomorrow People. Yeah, Tomorrow People. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I mean, he, the guy can he consistently finds work and. Uh, and then yeah, he's he's doing a four episode stint with the Flash. I think he's halfway halfway through that um, with this week's episode, um, where we get the big reveal of uh, Death, you know, Death, Death Storm, um, with the you know, CG version of the character and stuff. I mean, I know we had Death Storm, I guess, but way back in like season two. Where whenever they went to Earth Two for the first time, um, but uh, but yeah, it looks like he's the big bad for this this graphic novel. So we'll see how that co- sort of plays out. Actually, this week I was, it was I was actually kind of engaged with the show this week. It, I, I don't know if it's a, a, a commentary on the on Moon Knight and Picard or or, or what, but we'll, we'll get to that into that later. <laughs> oh yeah, we do have one more thing to cover. <laughs> I'm like, why are we moving to it now? And then, <laughs> of course, I forget the thing that I actually, and I'm so sorry, Will, I feel like I lied to you because I told you I had watched everything, um, only to realize, no, I still haven't watched the season four Stranger Things trailer. <laughs> I I, <feel laughs> I just watched it for the first time. My intention yeah. is to go into season, season four of Stranger Things blind. I don't want to mm. know. I don't want to see... Eleven's face yet. I'm not there. Like I'll see her when I get to actually watching the episode, but I don't want to see it right now. I don't want to see no nosebleeds happening. <laughs> yeah, there were there were nosebleeds in the trailer, if I recall. It was I will I, I did watch it. It was like a three and a half minute long full official trailer. I mean they've had a bunch of teasers, but I guess this is like the big one. And it was a lot of stuff. I feel like I, I need to go back. One, I just feel like I just need to go back and just rewatch the third season because it seems like it was 20 years ago, <laughs> given how long between COVID and everything else, uh, how long it got delayed, uh, you know, getting it filmed and, and whatnot. But uh, it was it was a it was it was a very packed trailer, and. Definitely hit all the vibes that we have come to to know and expect from Stranger Things as far as the nostalgia and uh, of course pick it you know picking up the story where uh, I think even in the teasers it was you know, they re- they relocated from Hawkins Indiana and now they're uh, I think in California and um, and so yeah I mean it it, it it's it's uh, you know. It has the kids in their new relocated places. It has um, the sheriff. You know, he is he's in the Russian prison, and so we you know, we see David Harbor and 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 that um, that s- some scenes there. So it's it's a lot going on. And like I said, I feel like I need to go back and watch it. But the first the first block because they're 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 doing the fourth season of two volumes. Uh, mm-hmm. First volume airs uh, May 27th, which also is now the new release date of Obi Wan. So it's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of 
<laughs> so people are gonna have to like do rock paper. I guess you can knock out your Obi Wan and then you know then binge Stranger Things, and then uh, uh, the volume two drops July first. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, July and August seem more appropriate for Stranger Things. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But. We'll see. A lot of things happen in May. Looking forward to Doctor Strange for sure. Yep. Yep. May six. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. There's. We're. We're right now in quote unquote the calm. A yeah. calm in the content storm for better or for worse, and then we're just gonna get hit with a landslide overdose, mm-hmm. and then it'll yeah. be calm again. This is the cycle. Um, yeah. all the years we've been doing it, and yeah. it never gets boring. Never it's, does. Never does. does. And, and, and we also have the boys in June too. So yeah, and then yeah. So we, yeah, it's we're, we're, yeah we're gonna be doing some juggling some content. <laughs> oh boys, I just like saying their name. Um. <laughs> Speaking about Marvel, we can tackle Moon Knight first as they head to U- Egypt. Yeah. yeah, this show, I, I, I'm so mixed about it. It's mm-hmm. not even funny. Yeah. I'm just, I feel as though I want to like it more mm-hmm. than I actually do. <laughs> yeah, I am there with you. I, I think I, I, I finally hit that point. Last, you know, whenever we were messaging back and forth about it last night, I was. I, I hit that point too. I, I mean, I th- I feel as though the episodes or the parts of the episodes I've liked previously all had to do with multiple identities, and I do recognize that we were teased a third identity mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. So I am curious about the full reveal of that, but all of the God stuff. Oh my. There's just something about it that seems, I know I've said this before, a bit cheap mm-hmm. and just underwhelming. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just, it, it, it feels as though that's one story while they're telling another story. I don't feel as though they've done a good enough job of really melding together um, Khonshu and what he's all about and folded it into this overall narrative or this overall mystery about who, and I'll just say this guy is like, is he Steven? Is he Mark? Is he someone else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I completely agree with you. Uh, You know, think getting two things. I think we are getting a a little bit closer to realizing, I think Mark is the dominant personality. Um. And because I mean, there was a line in this week's episode that, and and also I think last week's as well, when he was talking to Layla that you know I have, or, or no, he was talking to Kashu, uh, I have Stephen under control. I had Stephen right. under control. Right. So 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 I think you know Mark. I mean Stephen is basically you know is, is not a fully developed personality. That's as far as the, the three or four that's within. The one body, because I mean, Mister Knight and Moon Knight are also two other personalities too, right? So think, yeah, so I think you know, overall, are like five. You know, it's a very crowded space <laughs> um, with the five different personalities. It's not sixty-four like Jane and Doom Patrol, but still, it's it's a lot to keep. You know, still, you know, he still has those five different personalities. Yeah, 
It, it's also kind of a bummer, though, because Mark, I'm finding, is, is a very boring character. He's very stereotypical. Mm-hmm. When Steven was in charge, it was a lot more interesting because yep. he, and, and granted, he, we should cling more to Steven because he he's our avatar as a viewer throughout that whole entire first episode. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> what is <Yeah>. happening? <laughs> Um, but, and, and I really liked this episode and how to get the job done, he needed to use Steven and Steven knew it. Steven knew right away, like, yeah, you gotta let me out. I know what to do. And, and I don't know, there was this, this innocence and I, like, I really liked that moment between him and Layla as they're putting together the map and everything. Um, and I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. And and so maybe that's also what is has been lacking for the last two episodes is we're mainly seeing Mark in action, and mm-hmm. and have this um, have this tug of war with Conchu when when he it's just like him versus Conchu and not necessarily all of the personalities and I get that they're kind of like using that as a mystery. Um, that they can toy with so you don't get all of them at once. But mm-hmm. ma- And maybe it's because we've seen Jane for three seasons, but I yeah. don't know. There's, I feel like there was a better way they could have done this. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that, that there, 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 is, there probably could have been a better way. To, and, and Oscar Isaac, again, is selling it. I mean, getting right. you know, thinking about the... The one, I guess, bright spot in the whole sequence and scenes in, in the in the temple in the pyramid of Giza um, was was pretty much Oscar Isaac's acting. I mean, as far as because the 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 the, the various avatars for all the, the various Egyptian gods, it was sort of like you know. I don't like exposition for the sake of exposition, but at the same time, it was, I feel like there's this story wise or something that just, it just like, we're just going to drop these, drop this on you guys. And you are just going to have to believe it. And, and, and just, and, and just ride with us here. And it, it just was, it just felt, you know, we went from like, you know, Kanshu talking to Mark about it. And, and and then Harrow you know, trying to find Amit, and then and then all of a sudden Kanshu's talking about you know you got to go through this door to like go to the to the temple to talk to the gods and if you know if you screw up I'm gonna get cat get put in stone and and then we see Horus and you know all the other people but it was just sort of like I don't know it it just it was just very messy very contrived and I just. It, it took me out of the episode, to be honest. Interesting. I I just found it to be boring. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why, and maybe that's why I found it took me out because I was just bored by it. I was just like, yeah. okay, yeah. It be, because it was a weird trial where we know what Harrow is doing, and so we're sitting here like, yeah, guys, what what do you need? And conscious yeah. like. There, there needs to be a prosecution. Okay, where is your freaking evidence? They're clearly not going to take you by word. So mm-hmm. what's the point? So it just, it felt like going into it, you're like, 
okay, so Harrow's just going to talk his way out of this. So yeah. why are we doing this? Like, you yeah. could see the end game before it began. So it was just exactly. a waste of time. It did. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Because I was just like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And and it was funny because this whole episode, I was like, okay, so we're going on this path with the adventure. And then I feel like the, the there were three or four mini episodes within this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and to your point about Oscar Isaac being the highlight and the reason why you or I don't I'm not saying it's a bad show. It's not a stellar show because you get Oscar Isaac's performance. And um, I can't wait for the next identity um, mm-hmm. with, with how well he's playing Mark and Steven simultaneously. But to that point, um, this episode in particular, you, we got to see a lot more of Harrow and Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. And um, I did, even though the God stuff was like, uh and not well acted. I did appreciate that final moment between Kanshu and, and Harrow and, yeah. and that, because that's another thing that they yeah. they've kind of planted or they're, they're growing this other narrative of before there was Mark, there was Harrow mm-hmm. and now Harrow's on the other t- plane for the other team. So what did happen? And, and I find, I find, I don't know. It's it's almost that they jumped the shark with mm-hmm. the gods, mm-hmm. where if they had the intention to do a second season for this show, maybe they wouldn't have had that. And it would have been more of a season with these parallel arcs of how Harrow fell out, um, the torment that Harrow experienced and yeah. how that led him to Omnit versus what's going on with Mark um, and and how how he came in debt and is now in servitude to Kanshu. So yeah. there, there could have been better if they had just held in on that. Instead, we're getting Mark's story, Harrow's story, and now Kanshu's story, which is this larger-than-life thing happening, but... Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and I'm glad you brought up the the end because I mean, it does. I mean, even though they did tell, even though we saw what was going to happen when when Harrow uh, talked to the to the to the gods about why Mark is broken and stuff. I mean, we did get you know we you know as I, as I mentioned to you other night uh, when when you said uh, this is a a show that was probably would fit better with in, in a binge watch. I mean, I will say that even, you know, I responded to you that then and I'll, you know, share, share here is that I think there were little details like, for example, um, you know, in telling the story about why he was, why he's a broken man. And, you know, thinking about Layla's story and her father being murdered, uh, you know, as, as an archaeologist uh, and going on the various digs and stuff. I mean, it, it seems to, you know, it seemed to be pretty implied that part of the brokenness and why the indebtedness is there is because Mark has something to do with, with Layla's father's death. And then, so, I mean, there are like various threads, like you said, there's multiple, it seems like there's multiple things going on or, or episodes going on within this one, because I mean, with Layla and her story, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they really, you know, she's, they really gave her 
some agency to, in this episode at the, from the very beginning with like whenever because she and I assume that was her mother or or her helper. Uh, I wasn't quite sure who who that was that was helping her create the passports and stuff and, and give, give given the the backstory to about her you know, her her family and 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 going to Egypt and stuff. But you know they really established you know, her a lot more. And then also w- whenever she did have her scenes situations with Mark when they were were on the boat to go to. Uh, uh, to the uh, midnight man's place, uh, you know, or, or maybe it was later, but they were just talking about how she doesn't know, doesn't know him and, or, or know the truth about Mark, uh, even though they've been married and, and all that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of like threads that are, that are going on in this show that, you know, like I said, I think I almost feel like I need to like watch it, even though I know the, the, scenes in a tomb do drag a bit but i feel like i need to watch it again just to really pick up on all the various little subtexts and things that are going on within within all this all this dialogue that's being uh that's being put out because the show does have you know what what i mean it did pick up on the action this week but it also does still have a lot of exposition I don't know. Not any more expedi- exposition than Picard has. <laughs> oh well, that's another story for this week. But, <laughs> yeah, but I will say one other little note about uh, uh, Moon Knight. I felt that it was finally tied. It felt tied to the rest of the MCU was the little, the little, little drop to to Maripur, uh that was uh, that was dropped uh, in there. I was like, hey, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We finally, we finally get, we finally get some ties back to the MCU because <laughs> it yeah. has been pretty, pretty divorced otherwise. <laughs> Which maybe is another reason why I'm not fully on board with this show because the more where I'm like it's not connected, the more I'm just like, hmm, I don't know if I can invest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it, I mean, it's. I, it's, I, I'm glad for the change of pace. I did say that before, and I, I'm still glad for the change of pace in the sense that you know one of the great things about the MCU, especially in Phase Four. I mean, they are taking more chances. I mean, we are getting you know between the Eternals and this, and even Shang Chi, and you know we're really hit. We're really leading, and now you know with uh, Doctor Strange and stuff, and we're, we're leaning heavily in the, the magical and mystical now, and, and, and Moon Knight. So. I mean, I guess if, if that's the you know the theme for Phase Four, it's like, uh, and the the Eternals, we're 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 going to lean heavy into gods beyond this Thor. <laughs> right, right, definitely. All right, let's move on to Picard and friends. Yeah, <laughs> Picard and friends. Um, so this episode, I feel like it ended four times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like it's still going. Oh, okay, that's right. We were doing that other side B plot. Um, sure. Yeah. And um, basically, most of the episode, about a good seventy-five percent, we were stuck in Picard's um, head, being told mm-hmm. a fantasyful story. That um, who was who was the director of? I'm picturing his face. But I can't think of his name right now, and it's really hard one to sell to to say. So, um, but anyways, 
Yeah, we were told a story about uh, as his father psychoanalyzes him, and it's about, it's part one, essentially, of how his mother died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured, I had to say this to, this to go out of universe for just a second. I, I was, I was, I'm sure you, you were, you were appreciating the, the psych, Baltar being the, uh, the yeah, psych, psychologist. Baltar? Yes, that was James Callis. From from Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought about you because I was like, "Hey, I you're going to have a Battlestar Galactica tie-in." Um, I I did not make that connection at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, who who are you talking to? Um, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my voice, but yeah, I uh, I don't. I watched the episode. I didn't really think about it. Okay, okay. I just know how big of a uh, Ron Moore, uh, Ronald D. Moore version of Battlestar Galactica you fan you were. So I just, I just, I just figured I'd just drop that in there. <laughs> but um, well, I am. I just, I haven't watched it in so long that yeah. I guess I've forgotten everybody except for Katie Sackoff. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but getting back in universe as far as the story, I so. Here's where I, I liked the episode, but I'm see so there's there's an issue because I know you don't you, you don't watch some of the other Star Trek shows, well other live action shows uh on Paramount Plus, but I'm feeling that pacing and structure is is a problem with with these with the with the new track in the live action context because I feel like both this show and Discovery are taking some detours into places that probably should have been. This episode should have at least at least the components of Picard's backstory and the trauma of John Luke that we're being forced to that he's being forced to overcome this this season should have got. You know, honestly, they should have explore that earlier in the season because I feel like by doing it now and you got like all these other stories like you said with with Seven and Rafi and Gerardi and the Borg Queen and other things I, I feel like I felt like I, I was like getting jerked around a bit <laughs> as far as um, taking me back to some things from the first part of the season where now we're at the place where we're trying to like figure you know trying to save renee and 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 get into april 15th and getting back to the future and stuff yeah i'm still stuck on this Battlestar galactica <laughs> 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 so taking it back by wait who was it yeah who, who was it baltar no the, the, the psych the, the psychologist is picard's father no, 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 I understand that part, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, like, what character from Battlestar was it? Baltar. Who the fuck was Baltar? Yeah, Gaius Baltar, the, the, the guy who betrayed the Colonials. Uh, okay. Remember he had the... Uh, there Lucifer? were a lot of people who portrayed... Yeah, yeah but no, but remember, he, you know, his, his consort was Lucifer. She was, um... He... 
he was the one that he, he was the primary person who betrayed the the colonies to the Cylons. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying okay, but I yeah. like have still no idea. It's been a while. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, you're right. There's some issues with pacing, and and it's just it it's not. It was just weird because, and I guess weird's the wrong word. Let me try to figure out what I'm trying to say. Um, this whole thing with the love relationship with, um, I want to say Rios. Is mm -hmm. it Rios? Rios. Yeah. Okay. With Rios, um, I think is stupid. Yeah. Because, like, why? Why, why, why? Um, and then we had these bits with um, Ralphie and Seven, where we've seen Ralphie for, I don't want to say 99% of the season, just be sad um, and grieving the loss of her not son, person she barely knew for five minutes, if I'm not mistaken. But, and then suddenly she's having this back and forth with Seven. And and again, maybe this is what's bothering me is like we still haven't had anyone really point out how happy Seven is right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Like we were speculating about it before. Like Seven is in a good place, and and yet Ralphie's all up in arms about what what Rios is doing, and she's not realizing like, hey, Seven might have some. Some ulterior motives too, but granted, Seven right now is on the four queen hunt, yeah. um, and I was missing that. I was missing my my Agnes and Borg queen um, dynamic yeah. this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you know, speaking of Rios, yeah, I think I guess that's the thing with 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 this with him. Like, just basically, timeline be damned. I'm gonna fall in love with this woman uh, with with Doctor Teresa. And and it just seems out of character, you know. It because 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 before Rios was like all about the mission, about you know getting back to the Stargazer, his you know getting back to the future without any interruptions to the top, you know, try to with minimal butterflies if not any. And then now he's like, you know, Captain Kirk two uh, Star Trek Four, with the Wells, you know, just switch out Iowa for Chile, and then we, you know, they did another like nod back to 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 a movie. So, <laughs> I just, I guess the thing that the th thing that feels kind of um, hard for me with with this series is I just feel like they're dragging, they're they're spinning their wheels in some regard. Uh, and they're just like, okay, we, we have, you know, basically we have this story where we got to like get to, you know, we got to find the watcher. We found, you know, so, so we can like get the watcher to help us get the timeline reestablished correctly. We found watcher, we, um, save Renee and then, but we're going to go on this little side journey to figure out, you know, why Picard is, you know, answering a question that should have been answered earlier in the season about why Picard is so detached from, you know, from close relationships, 
even though he's otherwise a fully well put together, you know, person. And I just feel like it's a manufactured like trauma that Picard is having to overcome. And the other thing too, I was like, I was, I was watching it tonight. I was telling my wife, I'm like, where's Picard's brother in all this? Because, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't think they they may have mentioned Robert this season, but. I think maybe the first episode, but otherwise I haven't heard anything about it. So I don't know if they're like, you know, because whenever we first meet Picard's brother in the next generation, I mean, they're, they're very estranged and, and, and it would be interesting to see like with their mother's bipolar disorder, how, how did that, what, how did that lead to the estrangement? And, and then, and then of course we get introduced we, we learned that the psych, you know, he he creates his dad as a psychoanalyst to be, you know, in, in this dream here. I mean, the only other time we saw anything about his father before was just a throwaway line, I think, a tapestry, uh, one of the episodes of Next Generation where, uh, or one of the episodes, but we just know that his dad was just very strict and stern. Um, and, and, and so... But, you know, so they, they fleshed this out a little bit. But, I mean, I, you know, I guess at the end of the episode, I guess when Picard was talking to Talos about the lessons Q always tries to teach him, I, I mean, I guess this is why they, they, they decided to add this particular point to the story at this point to show us, you know, Q's always trying to teach Picard a lesson, but now Picard's going to be like, well, you know, I'm going to change the equation here and to try to teach Q a lesson, especially given that Q doesn't have his powers right now. So, yeah, it, it just seems like, again, I just felt like, I, I, I don't know, I, I see where the end game is going, but it, it, they lean so much into, like, fan service and and, and 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 prior lore of the shows, I mean, that it just feels like, sometimes it just feels like padding. Because they're like, we only have like really 15 minutes of content, but we're going to stretch it out to 45. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how you say manufactured because me not knowing any of the lore or anything, I'm sitting here watching it and feeling as though it's a bit manufactured because I'm like, dude, how old are you again? And you still haven't like gotten this, you're still reliving this trauma. Um mm-hmm. And how many episodes of television have you? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's just it. I mean, Why? John, yes, it's just weird. It's just yes, weird. exactly. I mean, we this is a fully functional, fully fleshed out character. So I just at this juncture, you're right. It's just like, and you, you as a non Star Trek, you know, viewer who doesn't, who hasn't like watched all seven years of the TV show and the films and everything. I mean, you've probably seen it bits and pieces here and there, but yeah. And if you if you're picking up on it, then imagine you know, like I said, I'm I'm watching. And I'm just like, okay, why are we going here now? And really, do we need to explore this about John Luke? Right, right. It, I think I think why the first season worked relatively well is because it 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 was about Picard, but it was more Picard helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, and being introduced to their dilemmas and, um, 
and kind of being that father figure, that mentor and that lead. Mm -hmm. And then this episode, this season has been way more Picard heavy, way more Picard heavy. Mm -hmm. And which is causing the imbalance the other way where the B stories are not the best. And he's so wrapped up in his whole trauma that he's, he, he, it's almost like we have his show going on and then every now and then we'll check in with the other show. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. some of those I could care less about, like, where's Agnes? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's that. Yeah. I, I was so happy when, yeah. I mean, I guess they figured, well, we, we focused a lot on Agnes and the Borg Queen in the last two right. episodes. So this week we'll just show them on the screen, you know, the Borg Queen, which we, you know, which we, you know, which, which we talked, which we pretty much we didn't call it exactly, but we were like pretty close as far as like, you know, they're going to come here to try to create a new Borg, you know, universe, you know, Borg world. Uh, whenever Agnes was taken over by her, um, will merge with her, and and so so, I guess you know that's I guess that'll be part. I guess that'll be the third act for the season. It was just like, okay, we're going to go on the poor hunt and give seven more to do other than, cause seven's been kind of, I feel like seven's been kind of pushed to the background the last few episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of people have, and yeah. the things that they're focusing on like Rios and this doctor are things like, I'm like, I can't invest in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I get Rios. I mean, I, you know, seeing Picard as a father figure and stuff, I get that, but it just seems that it's with the way they've established Rios. It just seems like, I just don't, I just don't see him being that wreck, you know, given where he was when he first started his mission and even before. And, and now he's like, basically falling for someone that he knows is not going to work unless they, unless, unless she ends up going back to the 20 late 24th, early 25th century with them, which, you know, again, we'll have all kinds of like, you know, butterfly and time timeline repercussions. So, you know, it's, it's a relationship that's doomed to fail. Right. Right. So it's like hard to get assuming. Yeah. So it, it's a relationship that, it's hard to get completely invested in because unless they like break their own continuity rules, which I mean, they, they just, they might do that. We just, it it, it can't happen. Um, But we'll see. Um, And then, yeah. then Rafi, I mean, I did like the Rafi seven banter back and forth because that, that, you know, that I've I've missed that. I mean, it was like, Hey, they're back. Yeah. They're back. They're back. But um yeah, and, then, and it was also, you know, and then we get Ghanan again, and um, the very, the summon in the queue, and, you know, again, they, fle- again, they kind of ham-handedly fleshed out the, 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 the backstory between, between the Eloria, Elorians and, and the queue and their Cold War, um, which, you know, which, and, and then, and again, tying back into the lore, they, the, the FBI, the, the, the agent that, uh, Shows up at the bar. He is a character from that was originally in Star Trek Voyager, and who was part of a starship that was tasked with keeping the timeline um, intact. So I'm expecting that this that federal agent—he's just masquerading as a federal agent. I think he's just—he's feature guy from the Federation, you know, 
somehow he's managed to remain um, unchanged from like 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 our heroes here have been able to and, and and try to help them restore things as it should be. So from the starship relativity. So that's my theory. We'll see what happens. It sounds like an episode of the flash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, anything, anytime you get t- things, timey wimey stuff, it definitely, you know, <laughs> yeah. It, it, we even had, it, we even had the drop of quantum leap in this episode. So I was like, Hey, yeah. But, uh, and, and of course, the, the reveal that that uh, Talos is indeed a Romulan. So it's like, okay, yeah, they're just tying all these threads together. Tying all the threads that we expected to get tied and putting yep. in some threads that were like, yeah, we we saw that coming, but we could care less. Um, yeah, 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 they're doing yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. But like I said, even though with all those quibbles, I, I, I still, I, I'm still enjoying this season. Um, it's just, you know, as a Star Trek fan, it's just great to have all this content out here right now, even, you know, good, bad in between. Yeah. 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 No, I, I hear that. I've heard other people say that as well. Um, so I'm happy for you (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sticking to the ride. I'm not, I'm not necessarily enjoying the ride right now, but I'm sticking (laughs) with it. Yeah. Well, three more, I think we got three more episodes. So yeah. So we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting to the finish line. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K on Twitter. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Seed and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And visit our website, www.seedandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate Follow and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>